to Trace Tea Podcast, Episode 2, Season 3, Mask. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. Thank you so much for joining me. So Mask, this particular episode has been nagging me for so long and it's just been interesting to look at, you know, the revelations that have come just with me thinking about Mask and what it means um, you know, for all of us. And, you know, I've been thinking about masks, I think since October or maybe, yeah, at least October. And what I'm talking about is not the mask that we all have to wear, you know, when we go out in public, but it's the mask that we wear to cover up who we are. You know, I have to give a a quick shout out my daughter is the one who you know drew the cover of this episode that you may not be able to see the custom um cover for this episode because i don't think it carries over to um maybe spotify and google but anyways I was, you know, I've been so fixated on this that Kaya had an art project due and she drew this lady and this mask that she was holding and it was like green. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, really a manifestation of what I've been thinking about what masks do to us as people. You know, in our everyday lives, there's a lot of people wearing masks for different things, different reasons, and we're going to discover that in this episode. So the first thing we should do is define mask, M-A-S-K. So mask is a covering for all or part of the face worn as a disguise or to amuse or terrify other people. Another... um, definition that they have, which I think is more appropriate for this. Well, it's really gets to the heart of this episode is it conceals something from view. And that's really where it all begins. I think mask and the way that we are able to put these masks on so easily that it begins during our young toddler types of years. You know, a lot of people have kids, you know, especially, well, now too, in other other eras like the 60s, 70s, 50s, 80s, 90s, is that they have kids because they are trying to fix their image So they want their child to manifest the dreams that they had for themselves, for them. They want their children to do these things. And sometimes when we are disciplined and taught to conform, the conforming occurs from masks. And until you can... Number one, wrap your mind around that maybe you've been participating in life from a mask perspective. You will continue to do what's necessary to keep your mask up so that people do not see you, who you really, really are. And mask, 
like in uh, Kaya's picture, it has residue. And what I thought was really interesting is that in her picture, the eyes are green, which are the residue from the mask. And what that is to me is, you know, once you put in, put on your mask, then it distorts your vision. Think about it. Even when, you know, you're able to see you're not a blind person, right? And you see something, you can picture it in your head, even when it's not in front of you. But if your vision is distorted and has always been distorted, then how do you know that you're making the right decisions for yourself? And then, you know, if your mom, for your kids, your family, your dad, your wife, you know, the home, if your vision is distorted. You know, a lot of times um, when we have a distorted vision, sometimes the decisions that we make are helping to keep up the mask and not necessarily the right decision going forward, but it helps keep up the mask. We have to decide to let go of the mask. Have you ever thought about, like, you know, sometimes people have been married or together, you know, however they doing their thing for, I don't know, like 10 years. And then all of a sudden they break up and or the connection is not there. They say, you know, we just fell out of love. What if the reason why this has occurred is because the person is not fulfilling because they are not fulfilling to who you are personally, but they fit the mask, right? And so once you start coming out of your mask, unpacking and getting more in tune in who you are, your spouse is no longer connected because they're connected to the mask of who you were. Mask also you know, when you're removing a mask, it can also end friendships. You know, you, re, you removing a mask sometimes messes up or causes a lot of friction in the parent-child relationship. You know, especially if you're, you're like going to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor. You don't necessarily want to be a doctor. What you really want to do is you want to be a painter. But because, you know, your mom or your dad, they always needed a doctor in the family, you have the brain capacity to, you know, go into medical school. You have, you are in medical school, medical school, you know, you've graduated, you're a doctor now, and you're not fulfilled. Um, getting up to go to work is one of the most stressful things and it's not because of the job that you have to do, but it's you and the idea of going to work is such a stressful and um, uninspired thing. Maybe because, and you have this, you know, nobody knows this. Only you know this because you got your mask in place, right? You have resigned yourself into making your family or your parents proud. You're like, I can do this. And you can do it. You know, you are it. But behind the mask, you are 
lost. You know, that's sometimes the burden that we have to carry when we decide to live for someone else or we find the import it being more important to be who someone else wants you to be than who we want to be you know a lot of times when we are in our young adult stages and you know you start find, figuring out what makes you happy, how you want to be. But if you have a very authoritarian parent whose opinion, you know, you truly value, then, you know, they can cut those, well, yeah, cut those things you think are, you know, more connected to who you are. They are, you know, they'll shut it down. You know, like say, well, not really. That's just not for you because, you know, this is what we we want you to, you're working to be an accountant, right? It's hard to, as parents, it's hard to allow our kids sometimes to be the whimsical person that they want to be because they got to be able to support themselves, number one. (laughs) So, you know, I'm big on that. Um, they have to be able to support themselves. And then what if they get a family? How are you going to be a painter, a commissioned artist, and you got to take care of kids? How are you going to be that? You know, so sometimes what we do is we kill those dreams because we're looking for the safe route. And sometimes the safe route isn't what's best for our kids. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. back to episode two, Mask. So I was talking about um, a lot of times we began to put on mask in our early years, sometimes because of our parents. It could be siblings, um, grandparents, cousins, aunts. And we try to put on these masks to conform to what's expected for us to be. And then once you start school, forget about it. You know, we want to be accepted to make friends. We want to be nice. We want to be um, well-behaved. We want to not have, we want to not wet in the bed, you know, because we don't want to be known as the pee person, right? Um, So we're putting up all these masks And what we're doing is we're not necessarily taking care of the issue. You know, we don't, as a society, we don't teach our kids the the importance of understanding the why we're this way. You know, we want our kids to hurry up and conform to what's acceptable, right? I remember when uh, I talked about this, I think season one, when Keenan was 22, 20, 22, and he talked, we lived, you know, Keenan lived at that time in Cupertino. Everybody knows where Cupertino is right now because, you know, that's where Apple was. Apple's been there for a long time. Cupertino, California. But before, you know, the Cupertino is what it is right now, Cupertino was 
and it still is a great town. And that's where he grew up. And I wanted him to grow up there because education was it's important. You know, kids know it's important. Parents, you know, great schools, some of the best schools really in the country. So that's where he grew up. And so he he graduated from UC Berkeley, 22. He was like, you know, I can't find any jobs out here. I want to move to New York. I'm thinking, oh my God, he grew up in the suburbs. How is he going to handle New York? Oh my, you know, freaking out on the inside. But what I did was I didn't allow my panic to show. What I did was I said, okay. And, um, you know, I gave him things to think about and to remember when he makes that journey. But I understand that my kids are not here to fulfill my journey. They're here to fulfill their own. So, you know, even today, I rarely tell my kids no. Um, Not because, especially on ideas, on who, ideas on their future. You know, I tried to... What I do was, is I ask questions and I lead them, you know, to things to think about. But this is their journey, right? And when you allow your kids to be who they are, less mask that they have to deal with when they get older, right? So letting Keenan go, you know, to the other side of the world was extremely difficult. You know, but, you know, I prayed. I prayed every night. I still pray. I always pray over my kids and, and, um, you know, and I let him go and I talked to him. You know, I had a um, going away dinner, you know, with just family. And it was a great time. And it was a scary time. And he learned so much. And it was such a great step for his future. How are we, you know... As parents, we have to think of what we're putting, the pressure that we're putting on our kids. Sometimes, you know, we're trying to get them to do things that we think are safe because we want them to have, you know, a good life. But are you pressuring them so much that it's squeezing out who they are? Those are things to think about also when you're thinking about, you know, the mask that you have on. Where did your mask come from you know um when I was as far as I could remember I've always wanted to be a teacher right I think even before I knew how to write I wanted to be a teacher I used to make my sisters which they hated play school with me and then when they didn't play school with me I would play with my dolls and stuffed animals and have school I remember being in the second grade and my teacher I don't know, she either had to leave or had something to do. And she was, somehow she wanted, you know, who, she wanted to know who wanted to be the teacher for, you know, this particular time period. And I was like, ooh, I do. And so when it was my turn to go up and be the teacher, the teacher was really impressed because the kids were actually listening and learning and I was teaching the class. And this is like second, third grade. This was happening. Maybe second. I know I was little. I don't remember how old I was. But because that was something that I knew I wanted to be, you know, that was just me stepping into who I 
you know, who I was supposed to be. I've always known her. I'm a teacher. I love teaching. I used to work at training over at, you know, a Fortune 500 company. But um, another thing that I wanted to be, or I knew I was called to be, um, also a minister. And then I remember I was maybe 12 and I, I, I um, allowed myself to, you know, receive what was being said was, you know, you should be a preacher. And then I talked my way out of it because I said, I am human. What happens to the souls when I fail? You know, and so I closed that off. And then um, another thing that closed me off to being a preacher was, you know, watching the so-called Christians that was in my life in church and religious dogmas. Oh, just a mess. Too much to really deal with. Um, And I just said no. And me saying that no actually put up a mask. You know, because maybe the answer was just not right now. You know, so that was difficult. And I think, you know, sometimes it took a while for me to get to this point of, you know, being self-awareness and, you know, going on this journey and creating the podcast and things that I want to do because I closed it off so young. And what masks do... Because you're putting this mask up and you're stopping your true authentic self from coming through because you're trying to conform to who the world expects you to be, right? And when you close things off, you're actually closing some things that you can't see. So a mask that you have up is not only um, preventing your authentic self to come through, it's also closing off things that are beneficial to you and the people in your orbit. You know what I mean? Mask, even though it gives comfort in the moment, it actually takes, can take a while for the discomfort of the mask to be too much. You know, sometimes the, the comfort that the mask gives, I'll say that again, sometimes the comfort that the mask gives can last a long time. And it takes a while for it to be discomforting. It allows all the things that need to be in place to support this mask. And it makes it harder for us to uncover our true selves. And a lot of people decide not to because of the hard work that's necessary and the things that have to crumble in order for us to come into view. And I think um, that's why it's so hard for people sometimes to find their purpose because the purpose is tied to your true self, not the mask. You know, the, the purpose that is fulfilling, the purpose that is giving to the world. I think we all have a purpose, you know, and I think we're all connected. And so many people are missing their purpose because it's so convenient to wear a mask. That is, you know, 
kind of hard to hear. And, you know, a lot of times I feel that certain things and people are so um, sad because what they were supposed to get from someone who is in their orbit or will come into their orbit, they can't get because so many people have a mask. And sometimes we meet people who, you know, we're connected, who we should be connected to because we don't connect to their mask or they don't connect to ours. And so many people are behind these masks that we don't have the connection necessary to go forward. That is pretty, it's pretty interesting to think about and it's kind of heavy and you know, that's one of the things that um, one of my revelations also was that, you know, a lot of people are looking for these big lives, but are those big lives a lie? But you want the big life because it ties into the mask that you, you know, wear for the world. What if what you really want is just a small cottage with your own little garden being, you know, kindergarten teacher? What if that's what you really want? But so many people in your orbit are saying, you know, important people, you know, your spouse, you know, we're trying to get get on our grind. So, you know, you wanted a small cottage along with, you know, your garden. You can't have that. That doesn't support the picture that I want for myself. Is that a mask that you wore to attract him or her? You know, a lot of people are connecting to other people not because of who they are and their the connection is authentic to oneself, but is connected to our mask. You got to think about that. You know, and being connected to each other's mask doesn't necessarily um, create the best outcome, you know? Never creates the best outcome because what you want is the authentic connection to self, the authentic connection to his self or herself. You know what I mean? We got to think about um, these masks that people are wearing. You know, and then what happens when you decide to bring your mask down? And a lot of times when you've had a mask on for so long and it's distorted your vision, how do you even trust what you say you want? How is that not tied to the, you know, the residue of the mask? Uh, Mask is a distortion of self. And so, you know, we try to uh, choose things that fits into the distortion of self. That is so interesting. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Welcome back to episode two, Mask. Thank you for joining me. So uh, masks are sometimes put in place when we are experiencing 
a trauma or chaotic um, time or abuse, um, sometimes abuse that came from our mom or dad when we were younger, um, or the abuse of a relationship that you just got out or got out of last week. And sometimes the mask that we have to wear in order to get through that traumatic time, uh, we keep in place because we don't want to go back. You know, we don't want that mask that we put up saved us through those traumatic times. Um, like if you were abused, um, you had, like, take myself. I had a really um, chaotic and traumatic childhood. So sometimes the mask that we can put on is that, you know, you're the one that had to be strong to get through the childhood, you know, or maybe, you know, in order to cope with the the trauma of your childhood, like um, in Will Smith's book, he said he, you know, comic relief, that was his way of, um, that was his way of getting through the trauma. He was the funny one. A lot of, a lot of comedians got their mask of comedy to cover up traumatic times, to, you know, make light of, um, yeah, the chaos and the trauma that they were experiencing. Um, like when we were young girls, we, you know, we grew up with, like my grandmother had eight kids. So when we were kids, the younger half of her kids, you know, they were like within range, right? So we were growing up and having fun and enjoying, you know, being over at our grandmother's house, but really those were hard times. Those were chaotic times. Um, My grandmother was abusive sometimes to her kids. Well, a lot of times, especially the older ones, right? My mom being the oldest. And I think, you know, sometimes, you know, because you're the one who could navigate through the trauma of the abuse that, you know, everybody's getting, you're considered the strong one. How long have you worn that mask of being strong? What decisions or decisions you did not make because they didn't fit your narrative and the mask that you put up to get through that traumatic time? If you don't go back and unpeel and unpack the layers of that time, you will continue to hold on to that mask and make decisions and choices and choose people to be connected to that supports the mask. And you, you know, are not necessarily a weak person. I mean, a strong person is not needed at all times. So, you know, sometimes you can miss opportunities because you're trying to be strong or, you know, that one that you have that great connection to because, you know, you don't know how to be soft. You don't know how to be vulnerable because in your eyes being those things... (sighs) are detrimental, not because of the times that you're currently living in, but back when you were being abused as a child, being, you know, weak, (laughs) you know, when you're in survivor mode, you know, you are putting on things to get through the moment. And so you've carried that mask off 
all this time. And so the relationship that you really want, the connection that you really want, you can't have because it doesn't support your mask of being strong. And what if you're the weak one? You know, what if you're the one that crumbled during the abuse, the childhood abuse that you had? What if that is, that's you? So you're going through life and you're always seeing yourself from this weak point of view and you've always got that weak mask up that you don't even realize because you got through it and you have moved on with your life that you are strong. So you never see yourself, your true self, because we're holding up these masks and narratives that support us going through that traumatic or chaotic time. You know, so we never take the time to realize that, you know, yeah, during that time, I, you know, I didn't handle it well. I crumbled under it, under the pressure, but I can still take opportunities in my life to be strong. And so you never, because you don't remove the mask, you don't really understand the times in which you have been, you are and have been strong going through certain situations. Like the choices you make, the connections you make in friends and men and women, um, the jobs you choose don't necessarily, aren't necessarily the right fit for you because they're just connected to the mask of you being weak. But, you know, that's the dangers of mask. Mask um, allows you not to see who you are. You know, sometimes the life, you, 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 on the outside, everything looks right. Right? But you do not feel fulfilled on the inside. And that's because everything that you've created outward is supporting the mask. Even your spouse supports the mask, right? To a certain extent. You know, but what you can't do in life when you're constantly wearing masks and not just showing up in your authentic self is that you have spurts of happiness. You have spurts of flow. You have spurts of fulfillment. But it's not that, you know, long-lasting fulfillment that each of us can feel because you're still trying to support your mask. Mask taints everything. And, you know, one of the things that was really heavy on me in doing this, you know, that really brought this on, this particular episode about mask. Um, it's because a lot of people who went through transitional times, you know, in 2020 and 2021 and are still going through it, a lot of times what people did was they got the opportunity to see self. And a lot of people put on their mask so that some people thought the expense of releasing their mask was too much. You know, too much would crumble in order for me to, you know, 
get there. But what I am saying is just you making the choice that you want to remove your mask and have show up as yourself that um, that sometimes is enough. And then, yeah, sometimes you have to put things in place so that you can show up in your authentic self. So make that choice, you know, because once you see self and once you see the mask and you see truth, right? Once you see the truth, sometimes it can't go back in that box. So what are you going to do with that pressure that is being applied for you to show up? You know, one of the things, like I was saying, one of the things that made me... You know, this particular episode was so important to me. It's because God told me I can't wholeheartedly bless people, each of us, because we are not showing up and asking for what we really want and need and seeking those things because we are trying to hold up our mask. And a lot of us have been getting over on God's grace and mercy. That's how we've been making it, through grace and mercy. Not because we haven't, you know, gotten the full effect of a blessing, of his blessings. And he can't bless masks. So we've got to show up in our authentic selves. Our partners, you know, can't, give us what we need in care because they're feeding and they only know the mask. They don't know you. You know, you are worthy. You are valuable. You are beautiful. But you can never know that if you're not showing up as Tracy or you're not showing up as Rosalind. You're not showing up as Kim, Kimberly. You're not showing up as Thaddeus. You know, because those are my sisters and brothers' names. But, you know, you're not showing up as your true self. So you don't see all those worthy, how worthy and valuable you are. Because, you know, what's worthy and valuable to you is your mask. Because it's safe. Right? Because it got you through a hard time from your past. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Um, your mask, a lot of times for people, the mask is more important. Like, let's say if you were abused as a child, and from that abuse, you've created, you know, you have this anger. You know, anger is a toxic energy, right? But it is a great barrier to keep people out. And the thing about anger and keeping people out is that, you know, all your relationships and decisions are tainted with that anger, toxic, toxic energy. You know what I mean? So you can never really know how to love your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or um, son and daughter, friends. Sometimes friends can get in. 
because friends have a different relationship, you know, than everybody else. But anger keeps everybody out. Meanness keeps everybody out because that's what you needed in order to get through your abusive childhood. So anger has followed you all the way through. A lot of times people who were abused as children and in their young adult years become abusive themselves because that also builds up a barrier to keep people out. We have to unpack those hard times, ask those hard questions so that we can show up in our authentic selves. And let me tell you, your authentic self is worth that process and journey. And you are beautiful. And how are you, you know, you're like, Tracy, you don't know me. (laughs) I probably don't. But you're saying, how do you know that I'm beautiful? I know that you are beautiful. I know that you are worthy. I know that you are valuable because I'm connected to your God, to your source. And he told me everything he touches and builds is beautiful. That's number one. That's the most important part. You mean all of the things that God and the universe created, have, What you know, whatever your God is, you are the mistake? Really? <laughs> really? You're the unworthy thing that, or human being that he created? Really? You know, you have to step out of the box of feeling the unworthiness, feeling the ugly, and see in all your uniqueness and all your flaws that you are a beautiful being. You are a kind being. You are a caring being. And what if the decisions that you made about today is from that viewpoint? You know why I'm beautiful? Because I am the best thing since sliced bread because God put me here in this time and space. What if you, you know, made decisions from that? What are the possibilities in the life that you can create and the awareness that you can have from that perspective? Right? We've got to, you know, start removing our mask and living um, in our truth. Because only in our truth can we really find the true purpose of us being here. And that's also another thing, you know, that's made me, you know, want and has been nagging me to do this. Is that a lot of us are missing our purpose because a lot of us are not standing up in our truth. In our true selves. You know what I mean? Think about that today as you go on. Um, I'm actually going to publish this today on Friday, January 28th. I want you to think about all of the things and the decisions that you've been making because of mask. From a viewpoint of distortion. Because you've had this mask on for so long. You know, so all of these decisions that you've been making, all these opportunities, all of these relationships you've messed up because you they didn't fit your mask and narrative of whatever it is and unpack it until you really understand it so that you can not find the need for it any longer. And you can stand up in your beauty that God created. All right? 
So I want to take this moment to thank you for joining me for episode two, Mask. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. Have a great day. Bye.